Hey everybody, welcome back to episode three of A Couple of Creeps. I am your hostess with the mostess, Morgan, and I am joined by my, certainly my least favorite co-host, Chris. You, you, you. That, that would be Chris. <laughs> he has been you, dying you, to be you, back, you. and I finally gave in to him. I'm banging, I'm, I'm banging like, on the wall. I'm like, okay, I, I guess, just don't embarrass me. That's all I ask. And so far, I'm not too confident about that. <laughs> she, she wouldn't budge on it. <laughs> then I started shitting in front of her door <laughs> every morning. <laughs> and after day three, after I day saw three. <laughs> she just kind of came up to me, slid a note under my door. <laughs> She's like, do you want to be in the podcast? Check yes or no and slide it back. So as you can tell, I checked yes. <laughs> and this is where we're at. So, Chris, are you ready? Oh, I was born ready. Okay. Do you want to know what we're doing this week? Yes, let me know. So, you're my alien man. I am. And from looking at you, I'd say you were abducted by aliens. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Is that because of my abnormally large head? <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's <laughs> looks kind of like an egg. <laughs> Big head, Ted. <laughs> okay, maybe not quite an egg. <laughs> More like a softball. <laughs> the cone heads or the pin heads? Yeah. The pin heads. Are you going to start chewing condoms and blowing bubbles with them too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on that same topic, if you guys couldn't figure out, we're going to do alien abductions this week. Mm -hmm. And I chose one particular abduction to do a story on. Do yeah. you want to know who it is? Who is it? Betty and Barney Hill. I smoked pot with them once. I'm sure you did. Was it when you were abducted by aliens? <laughs> it was. <laughs> we're up there fucking blazing that shit. You know, you got what you got to do. You got what you got to do. It's it's a dark, shady world out there. You got to do things that make you happy. And <laughs> Selling ass and smoking, smoking pot with aliens. <laughs> Take us to your leader. <laughs> Lead on this man. <laughs> Pass it over, man. You're just Pass it over. If you guys can't tell, it's a little late where we're at. We're in we're in the United States, if you can't tell from our accent, and it's dark and it's cold, and this is what we've got to give you. Sit in the dark with a candle. And I think the candle's vanilla scented. But but I can't tell anything else past that. So abductions. Abductions, yes. Let's 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 get to it. All right. Is it chasing us? That thought coursed through Betty and Barney Hill's minds as they drove down the empty winding country road in New Hampshire's White Mountains. It was a, spe it was a September night in 1961. They hadn't seen a car for miles, and a strange light in the sky seemed to follow them. When they finally got home at dawn, they were far from relieved. They felt dirty. Their watches had stopped working. Barney's shoes were scuffed, and Betty's dress was ripped. There were two hours of the drive that neither one of them could remember. What had happened? With the help of a psychiatrist, the quiet couple eventually revealed a startling story. Gray beings with large eyes had walked them into a metallic disc as wide, Betty said, as her house was long. Once inside, the beings examined the couple and erased their memories. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. It's that pot that I gave Betty to. <laughs> <laughs> I too goosed. Oh, 
That must be some good pot if you've just lost two hours of your memory. Poof. Gone. <laughs> gone. Man, I don't know what happened, but it's 10 o'clock, and last thing I remember is the clock striking eight. <laughs> yeah, I just, I remember, you know, those metallic doors opening up. I walked in, and someone said something about a vape lord. And <laughs> a vape lord. <laughs> and then the rest is pitch black. And, and then I woke up with my shoe scuffed and my dress ripped. <laughs> got a tramp stamp and <laughs> i got a ball gag on <laughs> is the tramp stamp of you with a ball gag <laughs> no, or is it the early 2000s a, butterfly that's got <laughs> it's boner garage please enter here and narrow pointing down <laughs> i like that the, they got a tramp stamp though you think that would be on the front half no. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Any whore. Yeah. We were, where were we? Oh, the Hills Road trip was spontaneous. <clears throat> a well-earned break. Barney decided the couple needed. Barney worked a grueling night shift at the post office, driving sixty miles each way, and Betty's job handling state child welfare cases was no easier. After sixteen months of marriage. Betty and Barney saw this trip through Montreal and Niagara Falls as their delayed honeymoon. They left so impulsively that they had no time to go to the bank before it closed for the weekend. They got in their car with less than $70 in their pockets. On the last night of their three-day trip, the tired couple sipped coffee in a Vermont diner to recharge before driving back. Barney figured if they pushed through, they could beat the wind and rains from an approaching hurricane. They left the diner around 10 p.m., estimating they could reach their red-framed house in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, between 2 and 3 a.m. at the latest. As they drove, a strange light in the sky gave another reason to hurry. At first, it looked like a falling star, but grew larger and brighter with each mile. Barney, who was an avid plane watcher and World War II vet, was sure that they had nothing to worry about. It's just a satellite, he assured Betty, and it probably went off course. Yeah, if you have a bunch of experience and you're like, yeah, I've seen this kind of thing. Maybe it's just a satellite off course. Mm, That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. So I would definitely say that based on the start of the story, it is not a satellite. Yeah. No amount of cush could (laughs) turn that into a satellite. (laughs) The satellite was full of cush. Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. It was the Russians. <laughs> Plot twist. It's Putin. He's fucking bombing us. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> You're not right. Plot twist. It was the Russians. <laughs> okay. Steve's okay. fucking straighten up. Okay. The light seemed to move with the car as Barney steered down the curving mountain road. The light zigged and zagged, ducking past the moon and behind trees and mountain ridges, only to reappear moments later. Sometimes it seemed to move toward them in a game of cat and mouse. It had to be an illusion, they thought. Maybe the car's movement made it seem like the light was moving. Soon curiosity overcame them, and the couple pulled over at a road stop and picnic. I'm sorry. 
pulled over at a road stop and picnic area to get a closer look through binoculars. Betty saw that the white light was really an object spinning in the air, and she said, Barney, if you think that's a satellite or a star, you've been completely misled, and you're being ridiculous. So... She's calling Barney out. Betty Barney, knew, you're dumb. Betty knew what was up. <laughs> Betty's a, Barney, you're one dumb motherfucker, dude. <laughs> you are dumb if you think that's a star. <laughs> Look at me in the eye. Look me in the eye and tell me you? you think that is a star or a satellite. Shoot. Look at me. You're worthless. <laughs> He's just... Spits on him. That, that took a turn. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your three-day yeah. trip. Newly wedded. Newly wed. Barney knew she was right. The night. (laughs) (laughs) Betty, you're right. I'm dumb as fuck, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is what you're stuck with. The night was too quiet for a helicopter, a commercial plane, or even military jet with a hotshot pilot. He didn't want to spook Betty, but he was becoming concerned. What was this light, and why was it toying with them? About 70 miles past the diner, the object hovered just above the the tree trop. Tree trops? Tree trops. (laughs) Tree tops approximately 100 feet above them. Barney abruptly stopped the car, keeping the engine running. He shoved a handgun he'd hidden beneath the seat into his pocket and rushed into a dark field. (laughs) Leaving Betty in the car... What he saw was as big as a jet, but as round and flat as a pancake. My God, what is this thing? He recalled thinking. This can't be real. Behind rows of windows, gray uniformed beings seemed to look right at him. He tried to lift his hand to his pistol, but somehow couldn't. A voice told him not to put down his binoculars. He had a startling thought. We're about to be captured. Shit. Yelling hysterically, he ran back to the car and barreled down the road as Betty tracked the craft, training, craning her head outside the car window. Without explanation, loud rhythmic beeps sounded from the car's trunk. The couple felt instantly drowsy and lost consciousness. They came around two hours later and 35 miles down the road. Through months of weekly sessions, Simon helped the couple piece together what they thought had happened. A vessel had landed on the hill's car, putting them to sleep after where gray beings walked them up a long ramp into the spacecraft. Once inside, the hills were separated, taking turns in examination room. They had curved walls and a large light hanging from the ceiling. Each was asked to climb up a metal table. The table was so short, Barney's legs hung over the side. During the examinations, the beings removed Betty and Barney's clothes, plucked strands of their hair, took clippings of their nails, and scraped their skin. Ooh. Yeah. Each sample was placed in a clear material, not unlike a glass slide. Needles connected to long wires probed their heads, arms, legs, and spines. One large needle around four to six inches long was inserted into Betty's belly. This pregnancy test left her twisting in pain throughout a being Barney and Betty called the leader watched from the side. After Betty's examination ended, the beings rushed back into her room. Excited, they discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. Betty laughed, explaining that Barney had dentures, a fact of human aging the beings struggled to understand. Later, alone with the leader, 
Betty asked where the craft had flown, admitting she knew little of the universe. The being joked with her, saying, If you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. Later, under hypnosis, she drew a star map shown to her on the ship. What? Mm-hmm. And as famous as the Hills UFO abduction story is, the Hills weren't the first to spot a UFO or even report an abduction. But their story did capture the nation's imagination and was so widely pub- publicized, it has helped shape how we talk about alien encounters and abductions to this day. Sure. You said, you mentioned earlier that, like, they... Uh you know, we're clipping their uh, nails, taking their skin, plucking their hair. What if? Man, what if, there's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of different species of aliens, but there's also like a species of aliens that live amongst us. Like, they're like lizard people, you know? And yeah. Like, they'll look like humans. That's what I'm saying, because as for, as an advanced civil- civilization that we are on this planet, mm-hmm. there's no way we're the only ones out there. I bet, now this is just me speculating, it was aliens. No. Aliens. <laughs> it was aliens. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. No, you have to wonder that if there are people like in the Marvel Universe, like the Watcher, you have to wonder if there's other planets and beings like that, and they're just trying to study us like we do animals and other nations. I could get behind that. I could definitely believe that. Because um, we're always studying, you know. Sure. And like any alien humans, encounters that we've aliens. had were something that were, you know, either accidental. And that's when like an abduction or, you know, or like an abduction where it was planned, like when to pick somebody up or. Yeah. Plane crashes, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. Because I think in the hill in Betty and Barney's case, I think they were most likely in the wrong place in the wrong time. Yeah. It, by the sounds of it. You know, that alien spacecraft could have just been hovering over there watching that area mm-hmm. and the hills come well and they also they drove by. towards it yeah so, right like if something's chasing me right or if like i'm studying a group of animals and one of them keeps chasing towards me i'm gonna turn around like you know yeah see what's up with that yeah there's a reason that you know people specialize in these kind of things like mm-hmm. zoologists oh, and yeah. zoologists special normally specialize in a certain type of animal mm-hmm. yeah they have their degree in that, but this woman specializes in penguins. Or, God forbid, a reptile handler. No offense to any reptile handlers listening to this, but no, that is not pass. my <laughs> my cup of tea. No, pass. I am about as squeamish as you can get with a reptile. I, I don't know. I, when I had uh, T-Money, my bearded dragon, he was, he was pretty cool. T-Money was pretty cool, but the thought of touching him? Ah, man, he was nice. Gave me, like... Nice. chills up my spine it's something about their tails and like the way they look like i can picture how they feel mm-hmm. and that freaks me out he would draw blood if he bit me he bit me once and he drew blood i bet he did he's a yeah. dragon yeah i well I, I, he didn't do it on purpose i was feeding him and i was hand feeding him crickets yeah and i wasn't putting them on the palm of my hand i was like <clears throat> you know just putting my hand in this little cage and Got my finger. I can remember your <coughs> giant container of crickets you'd have to buy. Yeah, yeah. I have to buy big old balloons of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had to like shake them up with calcium. So, little fun fact: we live in a little suburban area, about a half hour outside the nearest city. So, to get to a pet store where we could buy crickets took us about a half hour. Mm. So, we would have to buy the crickets last, and then like rush back to the house so they wouldn't die <laughs> from yeah. lack of oxygen. Yeah. 
You're poking holes in the bag, you know. We're poking small little holes in the bag, hoping they don't get out. <laughs> Blowing air in it. But we got, but you can see the bag deflating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, all your crickets are about to die. Yeah, one way or another, they were. But no, I think I think lizards are cool, but snakes, I don't know. I don't know. But no, we I digress. Yeah, we we got a little off the topic. <laughs> I, I do think aliens do exist. I don't oh. think there's any way we're the only people in the universe. I got to love with you. Honestly, I think either answer is truly terrifying. Yeah. I think, you know, on one hand, there are aliens, right? And we don't know what's out there. And that's that's scary, right? Because they could be trying to be peaceful. Or if, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Hawking said it best, you know, if they're anything like humans, we should be terrified of them. Yeah. Right? Because they're just going to pillage and... You know, kill us, essentially, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, if, if I completely agree. Can't be used for, like, a resource. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Being alone is terrifying, and but then, yeah, the, the knowing f- the unknown out there, I should say, mm-hmm. of someone else possibly being there watching us. Yeah, is te- you know, being able to do anything at any given moment. Yeah. But, yeah, then the flip side of that is being utterly alone in this never-ending, expanding universe. Yeah, but for as many black holes as we have and for as many... Mm-hmm. The space, as they say, is the final frontier, and we haven't even scratched the surface of it. Do you believe in wormholes? I do believe in wormholes. Do you believe any wormholes have landed on Earth or, like, connected to Earth? Oh, probably. That's what I want to know. I want to... I'd like to fall in a wormhole, see where I'll pop out. I don't know if I'd want to fall into a wormhole, because my chances would probably be either I land somewhere nice or the completely end of the spectrum where it's like the Stone Age. Uh, and you could be their leader. Or I could be them. by myself being chased by a T-Rex. Well, I'd ride a dinosaur. I'd get on, I'd get on the backs. <laughs> I, too, would ride a dinosaur, but first I'd have to make sure it didn't eat me. Yeah, <laughs> that's step one. I'm not exactly a raptor trainer over here. <laughs> I don't have one of the clicky things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... Uh, when I think of aliens, like it, it really depends on like how I'm thinking about it. Um, I definitely think there could be a possibility of having like a, a higher intelligence of yeah. an alien. But I definitely believe, like for the most part, even like within our galaxy, like on Mars, they found frozen water. Yeah. So you know, the odds of bacteria being in that water is very high. Yeah. So like even like microorganisms or like plants or trees, you know, or it could be something very similar to where we are now, except slight differences. Yeah. Right? Um, like a, a good one would be like in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, you know, that movie that we watched, um, you know, where they have like those hot dog fingers. Right. It could be like a slight <laughs> yeah. mutation like yeah. that, you know, where they're similar, but you know, a little different. Yeah. It's the same, but different. Yeah. And so I definitely believe it could be something as simple as that, or they could be Neanderthals still, or, you know, it's just. Or it could be like the aliens from Signs. It, it could be, I, you know. Or uh, uh, what was another uh, Arrival? Arrival, yeah. That, that was another. That was a really good one. That was a good one. And that was a very believable one too, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, so I mean, yeah, the, the possibilities of uh, what they look like or their species, I feel like it's just endless. There was another horror movie that came out, I think, probably about six or seven years ago, where you think it's a a ghost haunting. What's it called? I can't think of it. It's um. It's a family, and the son is dealing with, like, poltergeist-type stuff. Like, the chairs would be on the table, and all the cabinets would be open, and things would start missing. And all along, you think it's a ghost story, and, like, towards the end of it, 
he gets like abducted by aliens. Isn't that science? No. He never gets abducted by aliens in signs. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of the movie, but it was really we'll good. We'll come back to it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the whole time you think it's ghosts, but it turns out it's fucking aliens. Dude, it's always aliens. When so, in doubt, alien it out. I'm not saying it was aliens, but, but it, it was, was aliens. aliens. <laughs> no, I... I don't know. I think it'd be pretty cool to be abducted by aliens and like live to tell the tale. Yeah. Because I have certain like... I. You I don't say think, that now until they start chopping off body parts. Nah, nah, if I can live, if I can make it, I think that'd be pretty cool. I, don't, I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if I'd ever want to be abducted by aliens. It might be cool to see a craft. I say that because, knock on wood, I've never seen one. Sorry, if you can't tell, I own a pack of rabid your dogs. Little, your little helpers. <laughs> one of them is currently laying on my foot. But, yeah, knock on wood, I've never never seen one, and I'm not sure I ever want to, because I'm a chicken. Listen, man. They could probe me all they want. I got I got a hemorrhoid, <laughs> so they could push it back in for me, doing us both a favor, huh? Do us both a favor. Yeah. Take all the samples you need and yeah, push this one back yeah. in. <laughs> Give me a reach around while you're doing it, dude. We'll call it a Can day. Can you at least get me a glass of water if you're going to start probing? <laughs> Some electrolytes, right? I get Keep thirsty. Me <laughs> what no magazine no magazine <laughs> yeah, no, no. What, you don't you take want? me on a date first yeah what are you just gonna <laughs> probe my ass you're just gonna probe and cut my hair and my fingernails <laughs> yeah. without even taking me out to dinner <laughs> this place sounds like a spa look at your fingernails kind of trim up your hair this? get all the dead skin off you that sounds like a spa with a happy ending like shit. i'm gonna say what spas are you going <laughs> to <laughs> sign me up this is the spas i want to go to <laughs> and getting like a nice little haircut you know like oh my god guys i apologize we've had a lot of caffeine <laughs> but i do you have anything else you want to add chris no i mean yeah i think that was very interesting and um you know learning about uh barry and betty you know it's it very interesting and uh it's kind of like one of those staple you know like you were saying how it changes and the yeah. imagination it's one of those staple uh alien sightings so, I mean, it's always interesting to, like, to, you know, see those, read those, and kind of, like, see where it branches off, where people say, you know, they've seen something similar or something way, you know, different, and that's where it branches off into different species, you know, which leads us down this whole rabbit hole that yeah. we've been talking about. So, you know, always seeing stuff like that is just very interesting. And, you know, with that being said, that leads me to the fact that I have now gotten my email address up and running. Oh, what's that email? And you can email me. Email me? Email me. Emi, eat me. <laughs> you can email me at a couple o creeps at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and I would love to hear any of your personal stories that have to do with ghosts, cults, aliens, cryptids. Mm-hmm. Just shoot me an email, and if you're lucky, I might read it at the start of an episode if that's okay. But I think that's all I've got for you this week, and I hope you have a wonderful. I cannot talk tonight. Wonderful. I hope you have a wonderful week. And as always, keep it creepy, my friends.